This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's move on to quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Prescott, Dak Prescott is my number one quarterback for this week. Since week six, he's been the number one fantasy quarterback. He's been the number one fantasy quarterback. He would have been the number one fantasy quarterback the last time he played the Eagles if it wasn't for C.J. Shroud's 470-yard, five-touchdown performance that week. But Dak gets yeah. the Eagles at home. Uh, this should be a pretty good game for him. Yeah, it, it has to be. And just the way that we've seen, there's not a whole lot of analysis to do here with Dak, but we can just throw some stats out here. You know, he's been served excellent matchups, like on a silver platter since Thanksgiving, pretty much. He's had a bunch of good games, and, you know, they've been against very easy opponents. But he has six straight games with two-plus passing touchdowns. The biggest thing that's working in his favor and that I'm, I'm looking at here is that the fact that the game is in Dallas. Dallas is averaging over 40 points a game over their last four as a team, you know, at home this season. Dak himself, he's averaging 27 fantasy points per game on the season at home. And if you take just the four games since Dallas has had their bye when Dak Prescott's been doing his damage, he's averaging 32.1 points per game at home, fantasy points. So that's just ridiculous numbers. You know, he's fi- he finished, like you mentioned, as a QB2 back in week nine against the Eagles in Philly. So now he's at home. Like everything's working in his favor at this point. And the Eagles also allow a lot of points to wide receivers. So that Dak Prescott, CD Lamb connection, if you have that stack, like you, you have to be in the playoffs if you have that stack. You, you, Dak Prescott is the number one quarterback this week for fantasy football. You started to a last week against Washington. That worked out. I think it could work out again this week going up against Tennessee. This should be another great matchup for this offense as a whole, uh, especially in the past game. You know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both primarily play on the perimeter. That's where the Texan, t- Titans have been given up a ton of production. So, you know, this is just another one of those weeks where two is going to kill it. Um, he's my QB4 on the week this week. And in between those two guys, I have Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Um, yep. I really like Justin Fields this week, man. At Yeah, like at, Justin Fields at home this week, though, like against Detroit, the last time they faced off in Detroit. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he's at home this week against Detroit. Um, yeah. And the last time he, w- he went up against Detroit in Detroit, Fields had a great game. Uh, he went over 100 yards rushing. The offense was clicking. Their defense gave the offense short fields. And now they're at home in Chicago, another potential game where weather is an issue. But Detroit is giving up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks, the fifth most over the course of the season. Fields' favorite weapon in DJ Moore has a great matchup. 
Uh, and by the way, we'll update you guys on Friday. Once we're closer to the weekend, we'll give a more accurate description of the weather and which games can be effective because there seems to be a handful of East Coast games that will have some weather concerns. Uh, and by the way, our Friday shows from here on out will be a mailbag episode. You can submit your questions via my IG story that I'll be putting out on Thursdays. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. I'll be out tomorrow. Um, and then tune into the show on Friday to see if it gets answered. Um, so, yeah, so back to Fields. He's my QB5 in the week. Uh, definitely a little high for someone who can be up and down. I don't think his floor is as high um, as you would like. But I do like his upside in this one. Yeah, and the Lions, you know, for as good as their defense has been, they, they're quietly allowing a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks, like you mentioned. Like, you look at the defense, you think, okay, the Lions are very good defense. They probably aren't allowing a whole lot of points to quarterbacks, but they have. And it's been specifically tough these past few weeks. You know, like you mentioned, fourth most over the past four weeks. Suddenly, there's uh, there's something to be exploited here in, in the Lions defense. And the thing about the weather, I don't want to just talk about the weather here and be like, okay, this is going to be one of those games where you can hardly throw the ball or anything. But they're talking about wind. They're talking about rain. It sounds like a game where it's going to be more. And I hope, I was hoping this was just a blip on the radar last week. It might be more just behind the line scrimmage passing. It might just be more quick, get the ball out. Justin Fields moving, running with the ball. If that's the case, like, I'm not worried about his floor. I know, I know you said his floor might be a little bit lower, but I think the floor is still pretty safe in this matchup because if it's going to be that type of game, the run game is going to be essential for Justin Fields. We've seen him excel in that plenty of times before, not necessarily to the extent that we're used to seeing what we had seen from him last year. You know, he had that big game. Uh, I think he had 100 some yards and two touchdowns on the ground against the Lions at home last year. But this year, you know, it's the same thing. If the weather's there, I'm not too worried about his floor. It would be the ceiling for me that if you look at the weather and just the game, like that's what I would be worried about, but I, I think the matchup is good enough to the point where you can put him in your lineup and not worry about him. I think that he's a low, a low QB one in this one. Two down games from Justin Herbert, Zach, and and people got mad at me when I ranked Herbert so low against the Ravens two weeks ago. Right, uh, but now two finishes outside the top twelve, including one finish last week outside the top twenty. This week at home against Denver, Denver's been tough too, man. The beginning of the season was like obviously rough for that team. Like they were like the laughing stock of the NFL, but they they've yep. turned it around on offense and defense. Defense. They limited CJ Stroud to a modest game last week. Josh Dobbs had a modest game. Josh Allen had a modest game. Those were over the past four weeks. Matt Patrick Mahomes as well, just outside of those that four week window. Um, Herbert only has Keenan Allen right now, man, and he's not getting much help from Austin Eckler. I have him at six. Justin Herbert, like I had him at. I had him a lot. I had him lower a couple weeks ago. You know, six is low for Justin Herbert, given the fact that he's been you know top five quarterback fantasy quarterback this year. Uh, I'm just a little concerned right now, uh, just because of this stretch of bad games. And you know, it looked like it looks like he's not able to kind of get over that hump in terms of overcoming the matchup right now. Right. You have Justin Herbert coming in this game on a slow streak. He's he's just you know kind of down in the dumps right now. He's not performing very well, and you have the Broncos defense suddenly playing very well and it's just like a collision course here it's like something has to give what's going to happen could Justin Herbert have his third down game I kind of look at it as Justin Herbert suffering from Patrick Mahomes syndrome where he only has one real target in the offense and everybody else is dropping the ball and we can draw those connections right here Patrick Mahomes is Travis Kelsey and that's it Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen and that's it the running game isn't helping where the running game is actually helping the Chiefs you know Isaiah Pacheco has looked pretty good but just like Marquez Valdez-Scandling has been dropping passes, everybody else in the Chiefs passing game has been dropping passes. You know, Quentin Johnson's dropping them. You know, Jalen Guyton hasn't been somebody that can be a difference maker in his career, and it's still not going to be the case. That's why I think if Josh, 
if Josh Palmer can come back, if he the sooner he's back, the better it's going to be, you know, for Justin for Justin Herbert because the way that he's operating right now, there's not a whole lot you can do in an offense that doesn't have the pass catching weapons to run all the plays that you want. You know, the, the fact that you put up six points against the Patriots, granted it was out in the elements and they were away, you know, it's like the Patriots at home. The defense has been playing well for New England, but you only put up six points. You can't even get a touchdown. Like that's going to be an issue. I don't think that's going to be as much of an issue this week. I think that Justin Herbert, you know, is the back's against the wall pretty much right now for the Chargers. And this matchup is, it's not like they can't take advantage of a few matchups in this one. So I'm okay with him at six. It might be, closer to his ceiling i don't know if he has the ceiling to break in the top five but I, i'm still comfortable with him as a qb1 in this one because you can get the broncos defense is they've been they've been playing better but they're not infallible right right and he's he's he has overcome some tough matchups earlier in the season um just in it's on a little bit of a of a bad stretch right now i, I have lamar jackson all the way down at nine this week against the rams um, I think this is a decent matchup for him, so I'm starting him. But the ceiling hasn't been there consistently. Even the floor hasn't been high. Only one top 12 finish in the last five weeks. Um, I have Mahomes and Purdy over Lamar Jackson this week, man. Like, are you are you doing the same? Are you starting him over those guys? Like, like how would you rank those three? Between Mahomes, Purdy, and Lamar. Now, I, I didn't do my rankings just yet, but... If I had to pick between the Mahomes, Purdy, and Lamar, I think I would go Mahomes, then Purdy, then Lamar in that order. So the way that you presented it pretty much makes sense. But with Lamar, like he's getting the rushing yards. You know, he he's putting up 40, 50, 60 rush yards a game. But the thing is, the touchdowns total, it doesn't matter if it's passing or running, they just haven't really been there. And they've been two solid matchups for Lamar Jackson these past two games against the Chargers and the the Bengals. Uh, obviously, that was in week 12 and 11. They were on by in week 13. He didn't come through really in those. It's like, Okay, now what? Now, Mark Andrews being out, I think, definitely changes things. And I, I don't want to just pin it all on Mark Andrews being gone because you still have the same weapons, Odo Beckham Jr. on the outside, Zay Flowers and all that. But just the offense overall, it's been all right. But <laughs> they're scoring. They've been relying on their defense in these games. They've been allowing on their defense to keep themselves in games. So they haven't had to do a whole lot of scoring. And against the Chargers, like that was the biggest thing for me. They play against the Chargers. They only put up 20 points, and it took two Zay Flowers touchdowns, you know, him bobbing and weaving through the defense to get it done. I'm not really sure. I don't I don't think you can have him any higher than you have him right now. You know, I think he's a low QB one at this point. He doesn't have the upside that we wanted him to have earlier in the season. He had those two games where he had two rushing touchdowns back to back in weeks three and four, but since then, just one rushing touchdown. So the rushing upside that everyone, you know, is usually chirping about with Lamar Jackson, it hasn't been there. And I don't think it's going to come back suddenly now after a few weeks where it's just been really dead. Jordan Love is a solid start for me this week against the Giants. He's at 10 uh, this week for me. I, I wouldn't blame you if you want to start him over Lamar, if you want to start him over Mahomes this week with the way he's been playing. Um, his floor is higher than Lamar and Mahomes right now, which is kind of crazy. He's most likely a, you know, a little shorthanded this week without Christian Watson. So not sure I have the cojones to make that move, um, but you do what you got to do if you feel like he, may, he gives you a higher floor. Um, my assumption yeah. is that you wouldn't make that move yourself, Zach, would you? Probably not, but th there's a reason for it. You know, I, I don't want to deny that Jordan Love's playing very well. He's done very good, well, very good things, you know, for fantasy football these past few weeks. But part of what makes this a really difficult start is he plays Monday night. 
<laughs> so that leaves you with no other options. You know, you're going to be able, you're going to have seen all your other options. You're just going to be sitting there. Imagine if the guy that you benched Jordan Love for goes off and then you're sitting there. It's like, <laughs> uh, oh, I hope Jordan Love can come through. And the matchup isn't bad against the Giants. You know, no. it's not any, it's not like there's anything wrong with that. But Christian Watson's out and he's kind of, him coming on has kind of been the key, you know, for Jordan Love to take this next step that we've seen him take over the past three weeks. You know, it's odd that it will coincide. Christian Watson scoring touchdown suddenly. Now Jordan Love is doing his thing. I don't want to say that was the only thing, and that's the driving factor, but it's definitely something to monitor, like you said. I don't want to start him, really. But if you're at a point where you need upside, now, obviously, if you're choosing between Patrick Mahomes and Jordan Love, it's one thing. I, I think you go with Patrick Mahomes. But if you have Jordan Love and some other guy like Matthew Stafford, I, I don't know. You know, Matthew Stafford's played these past few weeks. You kind of want to shoot for upside at this point, especially if you're just trying to get into the playoffs, like playing it safe probably isn't going to fly this week. You know, you, you have to find ways to get that upside into your lineup. And if that means risking it, putting Jordan Love in your lineup this week, sometimes this is what you got to do. I'm a little worried about CJ Stroud this week. Uh, I have him all the way down 13. So I am playing Jordan Love over CJ Stroud this week. Okay. Um, you know, Stroud's That's playing the Jets, yeah. you know, in New York, no tank Dell. You know, not ideal. Like his number one wide receiver, Nico Collins, tough matchup. Yeah, really tough matchup. And also one of those games that could be affected by weather. <laughs> and that's an unfortunate reality. You know, you look at it, they, they're talking about, like we mentioned, the rain and the wind. If it would be one of those games, the rain and the weather on top of the good defense that the Jets have, it's not going to be good for CJ Stroud. Like you mentioned, without Tank Dell, really sucks that he doesn't have Tank Dell. But I think overall that CJ Stroud can overcome it. Still, in this game, like it's really tough given the way that CJ Stroud has been producing these past few weeks. You know, he's been top 10 quarterback every single week, pretty much. The way that he's been producing will probably keep him in your lineup this week. But if you, I think you have it here to a T, if you're choosing between Jordan Love and CJ Stroud, like is CJ Stroud really going to have a whole lot of upside? you know, without his best weapon out in the rain against one of the best defenses against quarterbacks. And it's, it's not, the Jets have been bad this season, but their defense has not. And they're, they're not allowing a whole lot of points to quarterbacks. At, at this point, I, I'm with you on that one. I think he could even be a little bit lower. I haven't looked at the rest of the field, but he could even be a little bit lower, I think. Who would you rather stream, Zach? This is a question I've been getting all week. Jake Browning against the Colts or the quarterback on the other side, Gardner Minshew, against the Bengals. I'll okay. tell you where so, I lean in a second. Yeah. So for me, I've seen more from Gardner Minshew than I have from Jake Browning. Jake Browning looked good last night, the other night. It was Monday night. He looked good. But this that was the only game that we've seen him really you know, take over. Now, the way that he scored and the way that he played was no one saw that coming. 32 or 37, like 85% completion percentage and 300 some yards. Like nobody saw that coming. But he had the rushing touchdown and he had one passing touchdown. It was almost empty yards. Joe Mixon had a good game. You know, I don't want to just I don't want to take away from what Jake Browning did, but it's a very small sample size versus we've seen Gardner Minshew in good matchups come through. You know, and he has Michael Pittman. He has a better chance, I think, based on what we've seen. There's more precedent for him having a solid game than there is with Jake Browning. Now, Jake Browning has Clearly, he shows there is upside with him, but I don't want to bet on that happening two weeks in a row because by any standard, what we saw last week from Jake Browning was an outlier. I don't want to bet on an outlier again in two weeks, two weeks in a row, let alone. So the way that I look at this, I'm looking at Gardner Minshew, and I know we talked, I just talked about upside, 
but I'm taking the safer bet here. If I have to choose between them two, I'm going with Gardner Minshew. I'm going to go Jake Browning. And it's because <laughs> it's because it's because I'm in. I'm in. I I just I, I really liked what I saw, man. He looked he looked really good. And 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 the one thing that he does have that Gardner Minshew doesn't is Jamar Chase. And um I, I I I think the Colts, you know, they're they're a team that you know can give up points to quarterbacks. Um and and just the precision that he he displayed on Monday night, I I I I'm bought in. Now I I totally agree with you with the fact that we have a larger sample size from Minshew. He is one thousand percent the safer start. <laughs> There's no doubt yeah. about it. You know, so uh, if you want to go safe, you want to have a high floor. I think you know Minshew has like in four point passing touchdowns, 13, 14 point floor for Minshew. I know because I have him in a couple of super flex leagues. Um, and you know, and then you, you know, obviously Browning, I think he has a little bit of upside in this matchup because you know he has weapons, right? He has T. Higgins, he has Jamar Chase. Um, and you know, Joe Mixon, man. What the hell? He's actually he's actually looking okay. Uh, in, the Bengals you know, in, in, in the Jake the in the Jake Browning <laughs> offense, but we'll, we'll get to him in a second. Um, yeah. We we could it's possible that Derek Carr doesn't play this week. By the way, so Jameis Winston is in play. We, he probably gives Chris Olave an upgrade, uh, but this is a tough overall matchup for quarterbacks against Carolina. So I probably rather play guys like Browning and Minshew over him for this particular week. Do you agree with that? Yeah, the, the thing about the Panthers, you know, their defense. They don't allow a whole lot of points to quarterbacks. They're allowing the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. And it's not a fluke. You know, the Panthers, they have the worst record in football, but they're keeping quarterbacks from scoring. They kept Dak Prescott and CJ Stroud in check over the past six weeks. You know, they've had matchups against other quarterbacks that haven't been as good, but they've kept everybody pretty much on the wrong side of 20 points, you know, in, in terms of fantasy scoring. You want, if you want your quarterback to have over 20 points, they've been on the wrong side of it playing against the Panthers. So whether it's Carr or Winston under center for New Orleans, I don't think either of them are really going to have a whole lot of fantasy success. They're a sneaky, stingy defense, the Panthers' passing defense is. So I'm not worried about Chris Olave more as much as I am, you know, whoever's quarterbacking the Saints because that's just how things have gone. But if James Winston plays, I think you're right. I think that Chris Olave would get an upgrade just because he's going to force the ball <laughs> to Chris Olave. We saw it last week where it tipped off the defender's hands on a forced pass to Chris Olave, ended up in Chris Olave's hands. It, I love the chaos that comes with James Winston. So, like, I, I'm kind of rooting for James Winston at this point, especially in week 14. You know, teams are trying to make their playoff push. Imagine winning on, like, a James Winston passing touchdown, like one of those circus plays that he has. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 